This is Gas Bags, a weekly podcast hosted by me, Sophie Little. And me, Anna Perro. We're audio producers who decided to jack in our BBC careers and start up a non-profit business called Soundyard. We teach audio production and we make podcasts and we have a social aim to amplify underheard voices. This was all born 18 months ago on the floor of my living room while our tiny children crawled around us leaving trails of yoghurt and crumbs. (laughs) And one of the challenges of this adventure has always been that juggle of long startup hours and also making endless jam sandwiches for small people. After some successful rounds of funding, which we applied for over beer and pizza, our dream came true. And not only were we able to ignite that social mission, we had the funds to open an actual podcasting studio and production hub. Which is where we are recording this podcast today. Here we are then, our first episode gas bags woo it's us sat here talking about the business and talking about our lives and we're going to call this section the good bits bad bits bit it's catchy i love it (laughs) and this week that involves penguin bars and something furry that's been loose in the building Uh, We're then going to listen to an amazing immersive sound that one of us has recorded. It will take you to some time in history between 1490 and 1510. And then after that, we're going to finish with a podcast swap, chatting about what's been in our ears all week and what we think you should go and listen to as well. One pick is more of a catalogue, really, that will keep you listening for ages. And the other is about an unsolved, smelly mystery. Nice. Should we do good bits, bad bits bit? I think we should do good bits, bad bits bit. But which bit do we do first? The good bits bit or the bad bits bit? I think let's get the bad bit out of the way first. Okay, then. One thing that has been giving us both sleepless nights recently has been an energy bill that we have been dreading for months. Mm. We've been staring at both our email inboxes and our letterbox waiting for this invoice to drop. It's a really big deal for us because we're renting a commercial property um, and due to one of our funding spend restrictions when we took on this place, it was under a temporary lease, which means we've therefore been stuck on that emergency energy tariff since July. So we've got eight months of high electricity rate bill to, to, to arrive. You know, commercial energy is so wildly different from domestic energy. You can't just go on a comparison website and like switch around. No, no, it's not. That's not an option. You've read the meter and tried to work out what this cost might come at. What did you get for yours? It was thousands. I mean, I'm not the strongest person at maths. I don't profess to be, but I think it was like £3,800 that I thought we'd spent. I My maths, again, terrible, but I did it with my other half who was looking at, at the calculations as well. And we came to, well, his first calculation was 8000 Mine was five. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was um, that was quite a, sh- a couple of really shocking numbers. And what have we been using energy-wise? It's like power tools because we yeah. renovated this space from, I mean, that's a whole episode. Yeah. But we renovated this space. We turned it from an old charity shop into what I would say is quite a swish podcasting studio. Yeah. Um, but we used a lot of power tools for that. And also heating. It is chilly. Uh, we've got some work that we still need to do to the windows to uh, to make it slightly less 
<laughs> leaky of heat. Um, but we'll get there. I mean, this is a real concern, actually, isn't it? Because we don't have any finances of our own to get out of this muddle if the bill arrives and it is thousands of pounds. Yeah. So this is a non-profit business. We don't have shareholders, so we don't have people like investing in us mm. that have money that can can back us for that. We rely on applying for funds and making money, which mm. we're really hot on. We have a business yeah. plan. We know how we want to make money. It's just that starting up is difficult. Of course it is. We don't have our own funds. We were freelancers for many years. And lots of people like the benefits that you get out of freelancing. But one of the things it definitely doesn't give you is any form of redundancy when your employment changes. So we have left our main work with absolutely no money to keep us afloat. We decided to go down this path and we just have to make it work. We don't have another option. No. So in summary, this energy bill could quite literally break us and would be the end of gas bags, which would be quite amazing, wouldn't it? A one week wonder. But in anticipation, we've been exploring like repayment plans and seeing whether either of our mums fancy an investment opportunity. Now, um, <laughs> neither parent have been convinced as of yet, <laughs> no. but we will let you know when that bill finally lands um, and what that might mean for us. Until then, we'll both continue to panic. <laughs> Uh, so that has definitely been a bad bit for quite a while. Yeah. Should we get on to the good bits? Yeah, let's get on to the good bits. We did a workshop. <gasps> it was really lovely. It was so nice. We taught people how to develop a podcast, but it was quite like a blast, wasn't it? It was an, a, an introduction that lasted for three hours covering mm as much as we possibly could in that time. We taught people about uh, formats. We taught them about sort of creative content, about recording, about a little intro into editing, how to publish the podcasts and, and what it takes to put one together. And it was lovely. There was such, I think the nice thing about it is there were, were 10 people on the group. Everyone had a different idea or something already going and therefore there was that elimination of competition mm. and they were all such different and inspiring ideas. I loved that. It was really fun. There were biscuits, there were penguin bars, mm. which you don't see much anymore. We had someone in the workshop. Don't out them. I'm sorry, I'm not going to say names. They didn't realise that penguins came with a joke. And they were really good jokes as well. Real icebreakers. I think, yeah, that was... A uh, transformative part. <laughs> Icebreakers. <laughs> Go work for Penguin. <laughs> Dear. What else has happened? We've had a dog popping in and out of this place quite a lot. Oh, this a... is a personal life thing. Yeah. So Sophie, you'll soon learn, is one of these people who is just unbelievably kind and sees the world in like, just just does things for people because she's a nice person. And That's so, very nice. Well, it's true. So... When Sophie was dealt a dog a few a few days ago, her um, her, her neighbour wasn't very well and and had to go into hospital. And of course, Sophie jumped up to look after the dog of the neighbours. And not it, because I like dogs. Not because <laughs> Sophie doesn't like dogs. So we've got a non-doggy person. I've got a spaniel. Fergus completely bonkers. I've got a non-doggy person here taking on a dog. And um, so, yeah, we had that scenario. It was highly stressful. But um, Mark the Greyhound is now really embedded. And we're thinking of renaming Soundyard Houndyard. Yeah, Mark's made himself at home in the, the studio a few times this week, mm. hasn't he? And within my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're starting to love him. I love going on dog walks by myself. 
and like early in the morning and late at night with him there. He's really slow, <laughs> but it's fun. It suits me well. Do you drag him? No, he's he's all right. He just likes to sniff everything. Oh. And sometimes I make him run up a hill with me, which I'm not sure he likes, but I need it at that point because I'm just, it's going, it's cold. So slow pace. <laughs> um, but he's been here. Yeah, I, I think I am really starting to. And your kids have warmed to him as well. Yeah, they really like him. It's hilarious because he is enormous. He's the biggest greyhound you've ever seen in your life. You get greyhounds and then there's Mark. Lots of people laugh at his name as well. It, just because it's not the most obvious name for a greyhound. But then on your way in today, mm. you bumped into a woman who said, I think I know this dog. Yes. Is this Alan? <laughs> You mean there's a dog that looks just like Mark who's also called Alan? There is. There is. I want to get them together. I think the conversation would be fantastic. Yes. Mark, hey Alan. Hey Hello, Mark. Reunited. Mark, Alan, Alan, Mark. Yeah. Racing buddies at some point. They're all rescues. Yeah. So I actually have his uh, racing name. I haven't told you this <gasps> yet. Oh, my goodness. Found it out today. Hard. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Mark's racing name was Hard Margin. <laughs> hard I don't know why that's funny. It's not funny at all. Hard Margin. Hard Margin. Yeah. There's also show names for animals. Yeah. I know of a, a family member's family had a show dog called... <laughs> Every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> Recherche Special Brew. <laughs> Recherche Special... <laughs> If you had a brewery, that's what you'd name it. Yeah. That's fantastic. So we've had a busy week. And we signed our lease. Oh my gosh, we signed our lease. You but haven't actually told me about this because you went without me. I did. Um, that makes it sound like... <laughs> it's just mine. You went off without <laughs> me. Um, but it only needed one of us. And uh, you went and did it. And so what happened? Well, it took me half a day to find my passport. Another half a day to find a utility bill with my address on it. After that day of searching, I went over to our solicitor and it was an amazing building. Never seen it before. Huge. Very nice. Anyway, reception was amazing and uh, they had really nice magazines. I'm going into far too much detail. No, I love but it. They had excellent magazine choice and all in date. Nothing worse, I think, when you go somewhere and they're out of date. I it, completely disagree. Oh, no, I completely disagree. I love going to a doctor's surgery with like a 2007 copy of Heat or something like that. Is it because you feel in any of the stories in there, you're like, well, I know how that ended. Yeah, basically. Or you're just like, oh, what a throwback. Mm, fine. Well, we'll agree to disagree. We then I then signed the lease. It took about 180 seconds. I said, do you like podcasts? And he said, well, it's it's hard to find the time when time allows. I thought, well, we're in a sorry state if there isn't time to enjoy a podcast. So if they're listening, enjoy. Get your headphones on. Get your headphones on. Have a walk. Escape. Don't just do it while you work. No, don't do that. That's a bad idea. I they're think doing, do it well, while no, you. they're doing important things. You don't want to sign something <laughs> wrong or like sign someone's that's life very away. True. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good reason why they don't listen to podcasts while they work. Yeah, let's not let's not start that one. So each episode, we are going to find a sound. 
that we have recorded that week. We've had a one special thing that's been happening this week is that I've been editing a soundscape and working with a group of young people to create, well, to, to give people a flavour of what medieval sounds there would be between 1490 and 1510. So they came to our studios, they were recording loads of Foley and there was it was quite chaotic, but it was amazing. And weren't they such a fabulous group? They were great. I thought I'd bring along the sound for this week. I hope you don't mind. So is this a sound? This isn't a sound that we recorded with those young people. This is a sound that you have recorded that just happens to fit in with medieval life. Yeah. I just think we the reason we're doing this, right, is because it's so easy to record on your handheld device, whatever you may have. There are moments in here of 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 me chatting to to my baby Billy and or or the dog barking or bird sounds that I've just pressed record on. I can tell you exactly where I am when I'm recording it. And it's a memory like no other because it takes me there in my mind. It's not a photo. Um, where it's just like a fairly bland representation of where I was. It's it's like a it captures the whole essence of where I was and what I was doing and who I was with. Should we see if it's this one? Hang on. Good sound. That's a good. That I mean, where did you find the pig? It was at a one of those sort of free farms that you can go to um, rescue farms um, oh. on the North Norfolk coast, and it's uh, it's a pig. Obviously, if you hadn't worked that, I out. just gave that one away. <laughs> <laughs> where did you find the squirrel? <laughs> um, and quite amazing, I think. Just. I, I actually managed to put that into the medieval soundscape that we were creating um, because uh, it would have been common for animals to wander into the market and get slaughtered. Um, not drunk, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did. They probably were. Mead um, flowing <laughs> everywhere. Um, but yeah, they'd also um, end their lives at market as well, this little piggy and all. Um, but just like the the... The, I never really appreciated the range of the grunt of a pig. Can we listen to it again. <laughs> I mean, there's wind noise being mixed in. Yeah. And it sounds like at one stage, but he's being eaten. It does. But um, he's not. Yeah, near feeding time. Oh, what an incredible sound. It, you're right about the range. I really like the depth of that. Like, mm. But also this like screechy bit. But it's, is this all one pig? No. Yeah. Uh, That's two, not two all pigs, one pig. Two pigs. Two pigs. Okay. So you've got a little bit of That's pig. not all That's one pig. That's not all one pig. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think two pigs. Yeah. Two pigs, yeah. And In I'm harmony. There. Yeah. I was there and... Um, uh, with family, and it was the same day that we got our phone line installed for Soundyard because you were ringing me up telling me all about the different deals and things. Oh, how for, exciting yeah. for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a lovely but, thing to do on a day out. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, when we were doing up this place, there were 
three or four months where we'd have to speak to each other daily. Not even daily, it was like hourly. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if there's anyone else I could have tolerated that. I completely agree. I feel like none of that was difficult. No, no. It's not like that now. Sometimes we have a day where we don't talk to one another. Feels weird. But um, but yeah, we are very, very much connected um, for those three months. And it was what an adventure. It was such an adventure. I can't wait to talk about that a little bit um yeah. in gas bags in other episodes you're always welcome to get in touch with us yes you certainly are hello at soundyard.org that's our email that's where to find us also if you've got any wonderful sounds recorded on your phone send them to us we would love to hear them we're going to do a podcast swap at the end of each episode because in our ears week in week out Anna and I have sometimes the same thing sometimes different things but definitely enough to analyze and discuss and explore together and with you as well let's start this then would you like to go first I feel that I've gone for a rather highbrow part of the market we've got very different podcasts that we're swapping actually uh, today this week I have gone on quite a deep dive on tortoise media's the slow newscast. Mm-hmm. So this is a series of short newsy episodes um, that change. It's not hosted by the same host each week who's throughout the episode. It's one of their journalists kind of going and investigating something. And the thing that I really like about Tortoise Media is that they prioritise kind of slow thoughtful journalism over fast journalism Mm. and that means that you're kind of getting really well produced news stories really well thought out news stories that span a length of time as well which I really like you know when you watch a documentary it's always really frustrating when you know it ends before the end of the actual story is played out in real life you really want to know how things have ended and also whenever watching the news or consuming news on the radio it's always quite a flippant you know three minute update and that's quite I don't know it's not disrespectful towards the story because people need their news, but um, I really like that long form style of giving a story some like some depth. I've found the slow newscast to be really helpful with the dog walks that I've now been doing because nice. they're roughly the right time. Uh, like for an episode, it's a, a dog walk, and uh, now that's what my life has become. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a, I can't believe Thank this you, has Mark. happened to you. <laughs> But there's loads that I've dipped into. So I'm just having a little scroll um, on here now. So it's all one feed on if you're on your like Spotify or whatever. It's You don't have to dart about to find these different documentaries. There's a really beautiful narrative one that I listened to called Motherland, which uh, resonated in parts with me as well. It's the person is called Catherine Nixie and she's talking about childbirth and how it's not talked about uh, enough. There's that one. I bet that's a really good one. I'd love to listen to that one. I always get really frustrated when I still see on television people giving birth on their backs, just knowing that that's very often not the reality if you're, if you're you know, birthing, because <laughs> it's, it's not. I think that, I mean, we're going down a rabbit hole, yeah. but I think the thing is, it is the reality for most women because we're put on our backs to give birth, but actually it's like one of the worst positions you could put your pelvis in to get a baby out of it. Mm. Anyway, that's... that's something I could go on about for hours. Um, 
Attack of the Killer Whales was a great episode. It's talking about the yachts and the sailboats that have been attacked by killer whales wow. off the coasts of Spain and Portugal. And a lot of the narrative of that in news has been that they're like revenge attacks because a ship has killed a, a, a whale. And there's a lot of experts in that episode that, you know, they, they, they give lots of very measured alternatives to that narrative that played out because it's... I think it kind of plays into that whole like sharks are killers, sharks are bad thing, yeah. killer whales are, you know, out to get us. Uh, and no, it's 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 really interesting. They think that it might be play behaviour. And I won't spoil it for you, but there was there was a fad amongst killer whales that happened as well that was documented that then that behaviour died out and it's really interesting. So I think you should have a listen to that. Oh, that sounds amazing. And the one that I have binged in the last couple of days is Epstein's Money Men. So this is about the banks and bankers that helped Jeffrey Epstein financially pull off his sex trafficking empire. It's a four part series and each episode is about 40 minutes long. So it's quite a deep dive. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I knew a lot of the story of Epstein and a lot of what you digested from that news story is about the details of the allegations and the convictions that ended up happening brought up by women that were trafficked by him this looks at the wider network of people around that and it's it's really really interesting and it made me think a lot about power and money there's a quite a powerful image in the first episode of one of these money men who you'll come to know well throughout the series He's on Jeffrey Epstein's island in a hot tub and he's sending an email to him with a white wine in his hand telling him how profound his friendship with him is and thanking him for everything. Uh, it's it, it, I, I don't know why, but that image, um, I do know why it's really well made podcast and amazing journalism but that image really stuck in my mind mm. throughout throughout it and has lasted too so anyway what i'm saying is the slow newscast by tortoise media is great if you like news but you'd like it at a deeper investigative slower considered pace and they are the perfect length for a dog walk ah oh, imagining you and mark how wonderful. And him walking so slowly as well. Well, I'm going to lower the tone slightly. My podcast swap for you this week is um, Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding, um, which is, I love that they've put this into um, a category of society, true crime and comedy. And it's certainly all of that. It's a story of brides Helen McLaughlin and Karen Whitehouse and their friend and homemade detective Lauren Kilby try to unmask the criminal and answer who shat on the floor at their wedding. It's just friends having a laugh and doing it as like a true crime spoof. But it's really funny. You can tell they all get on like a house on fire. And the stories are just fantastic. It really is good. Lauren has taken her her role as detective very seriously. And I think that's the most con convincing part. I think um, my only criticism is sometimes Helen and Karen feel a bit awkward because she's interrogating their guests at times. And uh, it's very funny. And I'd recommend it if you need something light and a bit of a laugh and a bit of a giggle. So there's 13 episodes on average. 
they are sort of vary between 20 minutes and and an hour but they're good they're good little little episodes that will guarantee a giggle we mentioned earlier on about the fact that we run podcast courses and one thing that you and I always bang on about in in any of these sessions is we try and teach people how to make and start and revamp obviously their their own podcasts but one thing we we really like people to do is to get it niche the more niche the better and this is i think a perfect example of how you can be truly niche in creating a podcast about who did a poo on the floor at your wedding <laughs> I'm sorry to have lowered the tone somewhat, but it's very good. And um, yeah, Lauren, the detective, has got a fantastic accent, New Zealand accent. Who shat on the floor at my friend's wedding? And it's just beautiful. It's so good. I think that might be what I need. I've been going on some really heavy... Heavy going stuff recently. (laughs) 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 I need to uh, lighten it a little bit, I think, for for an episode or two great suggestion if you want to get in touch with us you always can hello at soundyards.org we would love to hear from you thank you for listening to the first episode of gas bags we're delighted that you got to this point (laughs) and stuck with it well done you it would be really lovely if you could rate or review the show while we're getting off the ground last thing to do i guess is to um say goodbye to our our little piggy (laughs) 